Welcome back. My name is Douglas Lodmel, your asset protection attorney. And um, this is a request. This is one of my clients who asked me uh, a very interesting question, and I wanted to address it. He said, can the bridge trust shelter assets or protect from a Cypress type event? And by that, I believe what he's talking about is, you know, a, a government shutdown, a banking crisis, you know, Cypress basically said, hey, we're, you know, you're all going to get less than what was in your bank. And it's a good question because it really gets to the heart of, well, wait a second, if you're protecting your assets and the bank comes along and just wipes out half your account, um, you know, how do you protect against that? So can the bridge trust do that? Well, the answer is no. The bridge trust is a legal tool. It protects you from the court system. Um, if you had your bridge trust account in Cyprus, then a Cyprus-like event would wipe it out or, or whatever happened to everyone else's accounts would happen to yours. So choosing your bank is a totally different consideration for how you title the bank account. However, I will say that the bridge trust, a lot of my clients do do the bridge trust because they are worried about a Cyprus type event. Now, where are they worried about this? Well, some of them are actually worried about a United States Cyprus type event. Um, in 2008, I know we all went through what was really quite scary. And if you look deeply into the issue, you know, the fact that our, our banking system functionally came to a halt was scary. It created real uncertainty. Um, our banking system in the United States is made up of a fractional reserve system, which means the banks themselves don't have to hold reserves more than about 10%. So if, if they have a billion dollars in assets, they only have to hold 10% of that. So if everyone came and tried to get their money out, they certainly wouldn't have anywhere near enough. Now, the way we've solved this in the United States is by uh, government insurance. So the, the federal government steps in and says, hey, we'll insure the banks. We'll make sure um, that you don't lose your money up to $250,000 or, um, you know, we'll bail out a bank that, that we, we all kind of assume that the, the big banks are too big to fail and the government would step in and bail them out. There are other options, though. There are systems in where the fractional reserve system is not used, such as in Switzerland. There they have a trust banking system. And what that means is that they actually, your account is not an asset of the bank, it's your asset, and it's segregated. Um, and even in the United States, our brokerage system is more akin to that system. So when you deposit money in your Bank of America account or your Wells Fargo bank account, that's a bank asset from that point forward. And then they owe you on demand the money that you paid. However, if they go bankrupt, you're a creditor because it was their asset. With a brokerage account, that's, a, that's different. That brokerage does not take those assets and put them on their balance sheet. They stay segregated accounts. That's why brokerages in the United States don't have FDIC insurance. What they have is SPIC, which basically says, hey, we'll, we will still insure you if there's, if there's a malfeasance in, in the brokerage. So we're going to ensure that we're regulating the brokers so that they don't go in there and grab your money. Um, we did see this in, in the, you know, a few years ago with the futures trading. Um, and, and so and it, it's, in my opinion, safer. So here's the rule that I use. Uh, for for less than a hundred thousand or even up to two hundred fifty thousand, you know, operating accounts and your business accounts, banks that can stay in a bank. However, beyond that, it should be in a brokerage, or it should be in an 
alternate banking system like the Swiss system, which again is much more like a brokerage system, where we're not relying so much on federal insurance, we're instead relying on a fundamental difference in how the bank treats your asset. Um, so it is a concern. I know I have a lot of clients that ask me about this all the time. I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you. Um, I don't think the sky is falling. I don't think the U.S. is on the brink of anything um, you know, in terms of a banking or financial crisis. Then again, I didn't really think that in 2007 either. So um, the answer is nobody really knows. The best thing you can do is be prepared. And if you are going to use an alternate banking system, then absolutely you would want to be using something, uh, either the bridge trust or something very similar to it, to hold your account. You should not be holding it in your personal name, as is also true in the U.S. banking system. You shouldn't be holding, except for your account where you buy gas and groceries, except for that, you should not be holding any of your long-term savings or your serious money in your personal name. They should be in your limited partnership, your holding company, um, held by your bridge trust or directly in your bridge trust. If you have, if you're a client of mine you, and this brought up any questions and made you think, wait, am I doing this right? Of course. Feel free to call me. Uh, my email is, is on this email that I sent you, doug at lobmail.com, or you can call the office and schedule a call for me, and I'm happy to talk this through with you. I hope this has been helpful, and remember, it is your money, so act like it. See you next time.